0: To No Ordinary Ordinary Women, Women. the podcast where two ordinary broads chat about unordinary women the good, the bad, and the bad shit crazy. This is episode one, y'all. Whoop whoop. So, Rose and I have been friends for how many years, Rose?
1: A long time. Joseph was
0: like two, right?
1: I think he was probably a baby when we met. Was he a baby? Yeah, I
0: think. And he's sixteen now. Sixteen now. Oh so my it's goodness!
1: Been around sixteen years, 15, 16 yeah. years. Yeah, yeah, that's probably about right. And he's been in love with me for ten years. Or Rose, so? you've been in love with me. It's not me in love with you. <laughs> let's
0: let's be honest. Let's be honest. Sure. <laughs> So we decided, we both love, love, love podcasts. We um, just love them. And we decided that we wanted to try and make our own. Why not? What do we have to lose?
1: We wanted to spend more time together.
0: And we wanted to spend a lot of money on equipment. (laughs) Thanks, Chris. (laughs) Which
1: we've done well. That's Rose's (laughs) husband. He bought us
0: all the equipment. He's our sugar daddy. (laughs) So... um, so we yeah we are doing this to have fun and to learn more and honestly just the few that we've done so far I've learned a ton so I know just... we
1: we really have we've we've probably recorded the rear four episodes
0: just <laughs> how many do we have pra- for real <laughs> practice episodes <laughs> we have we have two practice episodes but will, we've recorded four
1: <laughs> this will hopefully be our first episode
0: <laughs> hopefully if we don't lose it or yeah whatever
1: for- <laughs> our battery doesn't die or. Yeah.
0: Yeah, we've learned a lot of very hard lessons in in our preparing for this podcast.
1: (laughs) Yes. Oh, yeah. We're going to talk about the cocktail
0: we're having tonight.
1: So So the comedy in this podcast today is brought to you by...
0: Jim Beam. Jim Beam Black Label. Um, I made us Kentucky mules today. So... Very good. Lots of bourbon. Yeah. And so what I did was... Bourbon's so strong, and it was a little bit before five when I poured it. So Rose immediately got hair all over her chest. So I added a little lemonade to it for Rose, because she's a... <laughs> yes, it was she's like a straight deli- bourbon. She's a delicate flower. I am. So it was bourbon, um, lime juice, fresh lime juice, and ginger ale with a squeeze of lime. And then I just added a little teeny splash of lemonade just to kind of Make it so we're not slurring by the end of the first <laughs> It's very good. Yeah. Yum yum. It's actually so. gone now. Cheers. So. All right, so I'm gonna go first today. Today, Rose, I'm gonna tell you about a woman named Isabella Baumfree, who was born in seventeen ninety seven. I do, oh, do it oh, an, old one. an old one. Yeah. She was born into slave- slavery in see, I told you the slurring starting. <laughs> <fighting. laughs> It's very early for slurring. It's, early for, it's not even five o'clock yet. We're slurring. Um, she was born into slavery in Ulster County, which is uh, near Kingston, New York. Kingston, New York is almost directly north of New York City, about 95 miles. So Isabella Baumfree. I'm sure, do you know who she is? I've Rose? never heard of her. Okay. So you might you might recognize her when I tell you that she later changed her name to Sojourner Truth.
1: Oh, that's so funny. I was going to do her for our first episode. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny.
0: I was really nervous that, that you were going to do her because just a little, little bit of history. When Rose and I did our first, like, trial episode, we picked the same person, <laughs> <laughs> which is, like, bizarre. And we realized it, like, both as we were both getting, like, delving into it. And I was like, oh, what are the odds? So, yeah, I was really nervous. I was like, I'm going to do all this work. Because we, by the way, we don't tell each other who we're researching, um, or what...
1: But we have learned to kind of give each other, like, some kind of a hint. Like, you're not doing, you know, Susan from... Jamaica, right?
0: <laughs> yes, right, exactly, exactly. So yeah, so that's yeah, so that's a little bit of funnies. So I'm gonna I'm gonna talk about her and I'm gonna refer to her as her just because she did change her name and I wanna respect that she did that and why she did it. So she was born one of twelve children to James and Isabel Bomfrey, who were enslaved by Colonel Johannes Hardenberg. Sadly, All of her children were sold away from their parents and separated from their siblings. They were all sold away to slavery. I just can't even... The thought of this, like, as I'm writing it and reading all this stuff, and the thought of just having your child and somebody just being like, sorry. Right. At a certain age, they just get ripped away.
1: I know. And that's not... I mean, that's just a part of their the horror you know
0: just, i mean it's such a minor part of the right, horror, but i but for me it's like a huge part because i mean i think
1: it's probably a huge part of the horror having a yeah. child ripped away it's just
0: i mean but it's like as far as this there's so much that right. that's. i'm not saying minorism like a small detail i mean like minorism like there's so much it's there's, like oh right right, yeah it's like it's just oh my gosh it's terrible I know, so it is. by age nine or at age at age nine um sojourner was sold at a slave auction to john neely Guess how much she was sold for, Rose? Uh, $200. No. $100 with a flock of sheep. <laughs> what like, the fuck? What in the world? Like, come on. And that's when she moved, actually, to Kingston, which is still in Ulster County. Um, her master, John Neely, was cruel and violent and subjected her to harsh physical labor and violent punishments. Oh, God. I mean, nine years
1: old. I know. Like, it's I can't even imagine it.
0: He beat Sojourner regularly and at one point even beat her with a bundle of rods. So do you know why he was offended by her and why he didn't like her? Do you want to know why? Why? Because she spoke English with a Dutch accent instead of, or, or rather than speaking um, black slave English. Oh, so he no. was embarrassed yeah. by her. It, like it agitated him that she spoke because she was originally her parents lived on like a Dutch farm. And so she spoke just Dutch.
1: You would think that he would like that better wouldn't he
0: like for more communication or whatever yeah that? right no apparently not he didn't like her her second master was Martinus scribe scriber scriber sorry i i practice that name Scriver. um who bought her for a little more this time 105 dollars, but no sheep. no sheep? no so it's that actually less it's actually less yeah more money but less probably because she was older yeah maybe yeah Um, That was in 1808. Shriver lived in Port Ewan, New York, and was her master for about a year and a half. In 1810, Sojourner was bought by John Dumont, who lived in New York's West Park. This is also in Ulster County. So she spent most of her childhood in Ulster County, going from farm to farm. Um, Sojourner's life was difficult under Dumont. She had to endure harassment by his wife, Elizabeth, who was like extremely mean to her she was continuously being raped by Dumont
1: oh my god how, how old was she at this point? So, so this was
0: 2008 I'm sorry 2008, 2000 <laughs> oh, wow, wow Lynn. this was 1810 so let's see at nine she was born in 1797 so at 1810 she would have been 12 oh my god Or 13. 13. So around 1815, she was 18 years old, and she fell in love with a man named Robert, who was an enslaved man at a nearby farm. He was enslaved to... Robert was enslaved to Charles Carton Jr., who was dead set against their relationship. He was, like, not having it, uh, because if... One of his male slaves had an affair with another female slave of another owner or master. Then they got pregnant. He wouldn't have rights to the children. So he didn't want, you know, he wasn't making money on producing, reproducing. So he's, you know, he was not having it. So one night, Robert snuck over to see Sojourner. When his master found out he was missing, he beat him brutally until Sojourner's master, Dumont, stopped him.
1: Oh, my God.
0: Uh, I'm, su- I'm surprised he did, actually. Yeah, um, right. Sojourner and Robert never met after the incident, and he died a few years later. She was haunted for the rest of her life by the violent experience and scarred by that. Her rough childhood left physical and emotional scars and kept throughout her life. The trauma. I can't I'm even sure, imagine the PTSD you know? and the trauma. I mean, I mean, just. And
1: there was no, like, therapy or no. medication or anything back then. It yeah. was like.
0: And just, just. Suck it up. By seeing the man you love, the first man you've loved, right? right? Beaten, like, to a pulp. Right. I mean, it's just so absolutely terrible and
1: not to mention that she was like raped
0: from a young age and yeah exactly and... so she found someone that loved her and then right then that yeah so then she married an older man named thomas who was also enslaved to her master dumont they had five children truth's first child james died while he was a, just a young child diana her second child was born in 1815 she alleged diana was alleged to be dumont's child a biological oh, okay. child through rape. Uh, Peter, her next child, was born in 1821, and then she had Elizabeth and Sophia in 1825 and 1826, respectively. They were the youngest. Uh, Dumont promised to let Sojourner free on July 4th, 1826. Um, New York had started an emancipation legis- legis- legislation. <laughs> <laughs> legislation at this point. Spit it out. <laughs> yeah. Truth's freedom, um, Sojourner's freedom promised in return was promised in return for her faithfulness and hard work. However, July 4th, 1826, came and went, and he didn't let her go. Of course. You know what she did, Rose? Escaped. You know what she did? She literally walked on out of there. Oh, did she really? She took her youngest. She took the youngest baby, which was Sophia, and she walked right out of there, which is, like, unheard of back then, and she walked 11 and a half miles with her infant daughter. Oh, wow. to, To... To flee him. Uh, She had to leave her other children because they were legally owned by him at this point. Oh, okay. I just... I just... So it would have been even worse for her? Yeah. If she... She could... There's no way she could... Yeah, right. She and her daughter were taken in by Maria and Isaac Van Wagon. I'm sorry. Wait. Wagnon. I'm sorry. Of Platts, New York. Um, They were taken in as free people and they took... uh, They also took their surname. So, like, black people then did not have um last names they took on the surname of their whoever whomever they lived with oh what right I okay so they took on the surname of van wagnon so they became isabella and sophia van wagnon um she worked as a domestic for the family so i looked that up like as a domestic just means like as a you know a paid slave right ser- right paid servant i yeah, guess is right, a better way to put right. it dumont her original her last master was still claiming her as his property. And he requested the Van Wagners send her back. So they got together and they offered him $20 so they could keep her until the emancipation law went into effect a year later in 1827. And thankfully he accepted. So in 1827, New York state emancipated its slaves and two years later, truth left for New York city. Uh, certainly her years in Ulster County shaped her thoughts and all of her scars throughout her life. Um, so Joyner had barely begun to get used to her new life as a free person when she learned that Peter, her youngest son, had been sold illegally. In 1828, she began a, she began a lawsuit, which she sued for the return of her youngest son, who was sold to an out-of-state slaveholder. So back then, it was against the law to sell children out-of-state to other slaveholders. Um, I don't know if it was, like, all, the whole, the whole country, or if it was just in New York, because New York was in the, had already in the, you know, had, was already in the process of right or had already,
1: emancipating yeah they're like, doing the
0: emancipation right. so you couldn't sell children off okay um that so, makes a lot of sense because yeah. i mean you'll never find them again if they go to another right state. and
1: if you're trying to you're just trying to make money off of them before the law goes into effect right
0: exactly so um so she started this lawsuit and you know what she won Holy shit. She, this was like an amazing victory for a poverty-stricken, illiterate black woman just out of slavery. Um, And from what we know, the first legal case in America where an African-American woman successfully sued a white man.
1: That's
0: incredible. Isn't that like so, but it gives me chills. It makes me so excited. I'm like, go
1: girl. I mean, good Uh, for her for having the balls to do that. Yeah.
0: Put her foot down and be like, no. And I mean, and she's like totally illiterate. And the fact that she was, I mean, it shows how smart she actually was. Right. She was like, "No, you're not." And so. you, I
1: mean, you have to have big balls because she had to have been terrified of white people. Oh
0: yeah, Ex- especially this guy. This was the guy that like raped her and everything. Right. I mean, I mean yeah. So sad. So while...
1: I'm always like so impressed by women like that. You yeah, know, who just.
0: Because, I mean, I feel like, I don't know, I feel like I'd be, like, that asshole that would, like, make their life miserable, but at the same time, I feel like at, at what point would I just give up and just...
1: Right, I mean, I don't even, how could you not just give up and just be like, okay, this is the way it is, I'm just gonna, like, imagine. fly under the radar?
0: I can't imagine, because, I mean, you know, like, not falling under the radar is physically and emotionally painful. Right,
1: right. Ugh. I mean, she was probably afraid for her life.
0: The whole time. Right. Like, through whole, everything. From yeah. the minute she was nine years old and taken away from her parents. Right. Probably even before that. Probably before that. Yeah. For sure. So, so while she was at the Van Wagnons, she became a staunch, Christ, a staunch Christian. She was very, very Christious. Christious? Yeah, Christious. <laughs> is, is that a new religion? It's a new word. It's a new religion. <laughs> so later... um, with, along with Peter, her oldest the son that she'd just gotten back, she went to New York City. She worked as a housekeeper for Elijah Peterson, Pearson, an evangelist preacher. After three years, she went to work for another man named Robert Matthews, who was also a preacher. Truth and Matthews were charged with theft and poisoning accusations, followed by the death of Pearson. Um, however, they were completely acquitted and... Since she was accused by a newspaper of being a witch who poisoned oh Pearson, God. she sued the newspaper for slander. And you know what? She won. Are again. you kidding me? No, I'm serious. I love. She is a badass bitch. Oh I love this God. woman. So she won again. She won a hundred and twenty-five dollar judgment, which is nothing. However,
1: well, back it's then. Something. It was probably. I think it's more the
0: winning than it is the money,
1: right?
0: Um, but I mean, for her, twenty-five
1: 100... was probably a lot back then. So
0: I looked it up, and one hundred and twenty-five dollars then would equal just two thousand nine hundred thirty-eight dollars oh, okay. now, which still isn't that much. But I mean, for someone as poor as she was, that's a lot of money, right? Right. So she hung very much. Her she had a tight group of very. Um, faith-based people. It strengthened her desire to convert others through preaching. This is when, on June 1st, 1843, she changed her name to Sojourner Truth. She believed she was obligated by her Christian faith to speak truthfully. So she chose the name Sojourner Truth. Joiner Truth. Um, she felt that she was called to become a preacher of the gospel and got to work doing the same while also condemning oppression and slavery. So Sojourner joined the Massachusetts Abolitionist Organization, the Northampton, which is the Northampton Association of Education and Industry in 1844, as part of her contribution to the movement. Her best known impromptu speech on racial inequalities, Ain't I a Woman, was delivered in 1851 at the Ohio Women's Right Convention in Akron, Ohio. Like this woman is speaking at a convention. Like how know, freaking cool. Like I literally have that's good. Amazing. On my legs. I mean, that's just so amazing. And it was totally impromptu, so she didn't have it written or anything. So her early experiences as a slave informed most of her speeches, braiding them with painful emotion and morale uh, and moral authority. Uh, she was living witness to slavery's silent abuse, and tragedy, making her a powerful spokesperson. <laughs> How's that drink? <laughs> She's only one. had
1: one drink that I know of. And I just spilt it all down the front of me.
0: <laughs> um, she was a powerful spokesperson to raise awareness to her mostly white audiences. So she was speaking to white people, which was still, again, absolutely right. amazing. I mean,
1: that's incredible.
0: About a decade later. Her speech was later published in the National Anti-Slavery Standard. Frances Gage, a white abolitionist, pointed out that her rhetoric, ain't I a woman, was a reflection of her struggles as a black woman. Um, so this really surprised me. She, was, uh, she had a very, obviously, a commanding presence. I mean, hello. And she was six feet tall. Are you serious? And, like, I mean, and that's you, super tall for the back then. The pictures of her make her look... Like a small woman? Yeah. Kind of, you know, because you think of people back then, not many people were tall. Right. Do you know what I mean? Like people were shorter than they are now. And she had a very deep voice and she was known for her wit.
1: It was just her and Lincoln
0: up there. I know, right? Exactly. (laughs) She looked him in the eye and that's what he liked about her, I guess. (laughs) She met with three presidents in the White House. She was friends with many of the leading reformers of her day. She traveled from Maine to Kansas speaking about abolitionists and suffrages um at at I'm sorry, she traveled from Maine to Kansas speaking about speaking at abolitionists, abolitionists, oh my God, <laughs> and suffrages um conferences um she also this was so cool was an early freedom rider in the washington d c horse trolleys and advocated on behalf of free slaves during the during and after the Civil War. So I looked up freedom riders. Like for that time, yeah. Okay, I was going
1: to ask. Like you said that. Like you know what it was. Yeah. So I was like, okay, I know.
0: <laughs> so, um, so freedom ride. Like basically, what rose freedom? There were four women that were freedom ride, freedom riders, before Rosa Parks. Um. So. The freedom riders went from state to state, um, d- depending on like there was different. Type. These are four women that went from state to state fighting about. Um about like transportation and like one was about the trolleys one was about the um uh sh- one was about the trolleys one was about hers was about the um trolleys someone else was about the buses, someone else's was about but it was these four women fighting about for equality on transportation on transportation, on transportation. um so they were called freedom riders um so at the time of her 1864 visit visit to President Lincoln in Washington, D.C., C., C., she was physically assaulted by a streetcar conductor. She sued him for battery, and guess what, Rose? <laughs> oh my God! She won again. That's so crazy. Oh. The action of the company was the the, the resolution was the company to was for the company to integrate transit in the District of Columbia.
1: Oh, so wow. she won again.
0: So yeah. So there was four women. These four women, at this time in like the eighteen hundreds, a hundred years before Rosa Parks. Like we like no, right, we're right. riding train. Yeah, station. and then
1: you see how that went. Yeah,
0: that didn't work out so well, unfortunately, <laughs> because these.
1: I mean, I'm sure it changed some things. Yeah, in back some places, then, but, but not, not enough, obviously. Right. It takes apparently hundreds of years to change anything Yeah, we're still barely
0: there sometimes, we're, I feel like. Now
1: we're going backwards.
0: Yeah, well, we are going backwards, unfortunately. While working for the National Freedmen's Relief Association in Washington, D.C., Truth called on people to donate to black refugees any supplies of food and clothes after the Civil War. She tried to assist freed black Americans, black Americans to find jobs as they were severely poor. She sought to secure land grants from the federal government to resettle formerly enslaved people. I mean, they had nothing, you know. Right, right. So a a promise referred to as the 40 acres and a mule promise was what she was working on. Okay. And so basically it said that if you were a slave, you know, you were enslaved for a certain amount of time, you know, like throughout your life, you would be guaranteed by the federal government to get 40 acres and a mule. Right. It never panned out. It never happened. Imagine that. Um, during the Civil War, she assisted in the recruitment of black soldiers to the Union Army, which is pretty impressive. She was so consistent with her activism, Lincoln gave her a White House invitation in October 1864. He also showed her a Bible he had received from the Baltimore African-Americans, which that was kind of cool. Truth continued her campaigning. Oh, my gosh. Truth continued her champion, championing, 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 <laughs> uh, championing. Truth continued her championing, I can't say the word, championing for women. Truth continued.
1: <laughs> I never knew you had so much trouble Truth continued working for women
0: and African American rights. <laughs> There you go. How's that? Spit it out. This elevated truth to be categorized among her best-known human rights crusaders the world has ever had. She died on November 26, 1883. Her tombstone reads, she lived 105 years.
1: Was she really? 105? 105
0: years old. Yeah. Holy cow. So this is what prompted me to pick her. Um, 140 years later, in January of 2022... While combing through boxes of documents in a state archivist searching for something completely different spotted some old yellowed court documents or court records from 1828. They had a woman's name on it, which was unusual for the time. So his it piqued his interest. He started reading it. The Yellowed Papers, and he saw the woman's name was Isabella Van Wagnon. And she was trying to recover her son from slave- slavery. And he quickly realized that these were the court documents of Sojourner Truth. Oh, my Truth. Gosh. He stumbled upon them. That's goosebumps. crazy. Yes. In January of this year? Yes, this year. Wow. They were on display June of 2022 in the Kingston, New York courthouse. Wow. I'm like, I just missed them. Yes. Um, So I, so just a little bit of information, my son and his partner just, just moved to Kingston, New York. And I, he is the one that suggested I do her, he's like researcher, um, because he showed me that uh, house where that one of the houses she lived in in Kingston. Okay. And he also, and then there's also a plaque in front of the courthouse. And he said, the plaque in front of the house she lives in is fairly new. And so I didn't get to see all that. We were like, hustle, hustle, but now next time I go... I want him. I want to go. That's so interesting. And there's actually a four mile walk that you can do based on her walking where she walked. I mean, you know, she was, when she was going to court, she was going back and forth, walking back and forth with her baby to go to court. Oh my god. She, nobody was giving her a ride. She was walking and it was like miles and miles and miles. Maybe it was the four, I don't remember, but it might've been the four miles, but I looked into, there's like a flyer that um, tells you the walk and the stops along the way. Yeah. So I definitely want to do that next time I yeah, go to Kingston. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So I was just there this past weekend, and I missed all this. So she has been honored in different ways after her death. A statue of Sojourner Truth in the U.S. Capitol's Emancipation Hall was put up in 2009, and Truth was listed among the top 100 all-time significant Americans by Smithsonian Magazine.
1: Yeah, Isn't I mean... That cool? She is.
0: <laughs> I mean, she's amazing. I mean, this this woman is like, I can't even wrap my brain around being illiterate. But she knew the Bible back. She knew it. Right. She right. knew it, like, front to back. So she
1: was really intelligent. Right. Just hadn't had any but education. But she never
0: had the education of learning how to read and write. Right. But she was so smart. Right that she was able to achieve all these things. I mean, the fact that she stood up in front of a room full of white people right. and gave a speech that is, like, The fact historical. that
1: she sued white people multiple times
0: yes! and yes! won. Was like, you go, girl. I feel like Liz, I feel like should write a song about her. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe we'll send her. Maybe, maybe we'll, she we'll tag her in this one. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
1: I mean, that's really why I, I wanted to do this podcast, because when I think about, like, things like our abortion rights being taken away and just women's rights rights. yeah in general and it's like these women who stand up and it's you know i always think like i want to do these things but i have kids and i'm scared to like put that out there or you know risk myself my life because of my children but these women are just badasses and they just what was that
0: i'm getting a team's call sorry i'm not (laughs) logged out of Teams. sorry (laughs) Sorry, y'all. So I need it's just—it's insane. I'm, I'm I'm logged in on my phone, and and that causes me to be still logged oh. in. So sorry, you need to log out because we're yeah. no longer working. I know, I know, I'm not working. I mean, you are working. You're just yeah, no, but I'm not working. Not getting paid for it. No, I mean, I feel like as far as I feel like you know these women with her a hundred and fifty years ago fought all these fights for us right. and for African-Americans. Right. And then you had people, people like Rosa Parks who fought that fight for African-Americans, people that have fought the fights in the sixties and the seventies for women and equality and feminism and all those things. And we're still back at the point in 2022. We're still back at possibly having our healthcare rights taken away right. from us as women. Right? Why would we not be able to control our own bodies when men can control their own bodies with with healthcare?
1: Right? And nobody questions it. It's always a woman's fault if she gets pregnant. It's always oh,
0: yeah. yeah because you know you, I don't know, Bros, if you know this, but you can get pregnant all by yourself. <laughs>
1: it yeah. seems that way yeah yeah so, it's it's just it's unfair and it's crazy and these women are just incredible that they just
0: right i mean and we, we do talk about in in our podcast we do talk about some batshit crazy women we talk yes. about some
1: i'm gonna talk about one you're gonna okay so
0: and we talk <laughs> about amazing astonishing women we talk about you know unordinary women and it's about it's about identifying these women and some of it's entertainment, just hearing about these women and the kind of crazy stuff they did. And then you're like, what pushed them to this point? Right. What made them go batshit crazy? Right. Right? But we always do like to highlight, you know, throughout, not every episode, but, like, people like Rosa Parks. Just amazing. Like, there's not enough... I mean, I wish I had half the... half the strength that she has. Right. I I mean, or had. Sorry. And
1: I I just recently listened to a podcast about her, and it was you know, I learned so much that I didn't know before. And it oh, was really? just, yeah. You'll
0: have to tell me which one it was.
1: Cause I, I did. It was really good. And, and it was just it really as good as ours, though Come on Rose. I mean, no, nothing's as good as our podcast. Duh. Our first episode. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> episode one, season one. So that's my story about Rosa Parks, uh, Rosa Parks, holy macaroni. So that's my story <laughs> about Sojoiner Truth. And I hope you guys look into her. I will have all my references on the podcast. Um, places I got my information. I will also include um, the pamphlet that I told you about that does the walk in, in uh, Kingston, New York of, about her and the places that she stopped. So, um, so you can look up those things and you can read on and uh, enjoy a little history. We're back. We had to take a little break. And have a little snack, so we're not slurring. Refreshed uh, our drinks. Refreshed our drinks. We got another Kentucky mule. We're woop all woop. ready to go. However, we're not fancy schmancy. I don't have any copper mugs, so we're just having it in a rocks glass. Yeah. Still pretty. Just Oh, do you call me pretty? No, not you. Oh.
1: I mean, you are very pretty. I know, thanks. Not as pretty as a Kentucky mule. This little
0: though. nugget over here, I'm not going to say her name because she's going to get She's going to get excited, but she's the prettiest girl. Oh, boy, boy.
1: I know I am. Thank you. You're <laughs> the sweetest. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was she's talking. talking about our little dog. Yeah. Call her P. Little Miss P. Little Miss P. Okay. Are you ready for my story? I'm ready. In 2012, 56-year-old handyman Robert Haney's last child graduated and left home. Robert had decided that he wanted to downsize and live off the grid, so he bought a camper and moved out of his house into the camper. Early in 2013, (laughs) one day while Robert was looking for a job, he came across an ad on Craigslist for a handyman on a 20-acre farm in Wilmer, Oregon, and thought it would be a great opportunity for him. So he gets in his camper and drives out to this farm, and there he meets Susan Monica.
0: The topic of our story today, Susan Monica. Susan Monica. Oh my God, she has two first names. They say that people with two first names are crazy. Well, what? I'll um, circle back to that. Is her last name Monica? Yeah,
1: uh, I think there's a reason for it. But does she play the harmonica? She does.
0: Does she smoke marijuana? Monica. <laughs> <laughs> so Susan Monica. <laughs>
1: So, Susan Monica was born in California on July 8th, 1948. Charlotte's birthday. Almost your birthday. Oh, yeah. So, when I was writing this, I thought that was your birthday the whole time. And I was like, that's not your birthday. That's Charlotte's Charlotte's, birthday. My daughter. (laughs) Uh, I hate
0: your birthday is confused because it's one day apart. Well, you only need to remember mine. I love you you both so much. You don't need to remember anyone else's.
1: (laughs) (laughs) So, Susan was... Actually born, Stephen Buchanan. Stephen. A male. Oh. And after high school, she joined the Navy and fought in the Vietnam War. And when she was honorably discharged, she decided to lead, to start living her life as a female, Susan Monica.
0: Oh, wow. Yeah. So. So she, so she was born... Male, as Stephen. Stephen Buchanan. Stephen Buchanan. Okay, okay.
1: And so my thought on her name was that, and this is probably stupid, but (laughs) I was thinking that maybe she wanted, she liked Susan and she liked Monica, and she couldn't pick one, so she went with Susan Monica. Yeah, that's true. I mean, who knows? If you're naming yourself, you know?
0: Yeah, you can do whatever you want. Yeah,
1: right. So when after she was discharged from the navy um, she worked as an engineer and was said to be a fantastic employee and very intelligent and she was a excellent welder so i wow. think that's what she did in the navy she was a welder badass which i've heard pays really well
0: oh my gosh welders make so much money do they and oh, yeah.
1: underwater welders make like, oh it's a ton it's of well money. it's
0: insanely dangerous i apparently bet it is. it's like super super dangerous
1: cuz is it like electricity in water? I mean, how are you well? No, it's not
0: electricity. It's like it's like fire underwater, but it's still really but dangerous because I guess, well, you, I mean, you think, okay, so my dad be, would be able to tell me this right away because he knows stuff like this. Um, so I think it's because when you're underwater, right, you're using fire, which you can light underwater, right. and you have oxygen. So I think that's oh, where the danger comes okay. in, All right. if I'm not mistaken. But how are they
1: getting the fire if you don't have the Like a torch.
0: I don't understand exactly how it works. I think oh, they use like okay. a I don't know, but it's it's um in <laughs> my dad one of the jobs one of the things that my dad did um at some point in his career was he built and this was before we had like smartphones. He built like a computer that was like palm-sized for to to determine to determine calculations and stuff for underwater underwater like divers and like Oh, wow. Yeah, welders and stuff. It was like to determine calculations while they were underwater. And that was a big project he worked on That's at impressive. one point in his career. And so, yeah, he explained it all to me. So it's something about, yeah. So I'm not positive I could be wrong. Crucify me if I am. I'm so sorry.
1: I will. So in the early 90s, Susan decides that she wants to live out in the country raising pigs and chicken. And so she brought, bought this 20-acre farm. There is absolutely no information other than that about her early, like life, about her childhood or anything. She, oh wow! People say she never ever talked about it, and I imagine based on traumatic. the rest of the things that happened and the fact that she was transgender and
0: yeah, her childhood back
1: then was, yeah. in nineteen forty-eight. You know, I mean, her childhood was probably traumatic
0: and yeah, it was probably awful. Way. Yeah.
1: So, um. So Susan hires Robert on the spot and agrees to pay him cash, and she's going to allow him to live on the farm in his trailer. Okay. And in return, he's going to help her build a house and do other odd jobs around the farm. He's, like, a very good—he's um, worked in construction his whole life, and he can build a house from the ground up. Like, he's, he's really good at it. Wow. And everyone says that Robert was very happy with this um, living situation, and he loved being on the farm, and he had a dog, and he loved being in the woods, and just hanging out with his dog at his trailer. And so it's he the was... the man
0: and his dog. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so, on December, in Dece- one day in December of 2013, Robert's children show up. He has five children. So they show up at the farm looking for him. And... They say they haven't heard from him since September, which isn't that odd. They, He would sometimes go months without communicating with them, but they're still like, we can't get in touch with him. Mm-hmm. He didn't have a cell phone, but they're like, where is he? You know, they wanted to check up on him. So Susan's like, oh, yeah, that guy. Yeah, he left in September. But can you go ahead and get like his stuff off my property from his trailer? And they're like, that's really weird. So they go to his trailer I guess it's far away from wherever she was living. And his truck and motorcycle are there. His dog is there.
0: Oh, my God. His dog's been there all that time by himself?
1: Right. I think Susan was feeding the dog. She better have been. The most suspicious thing was that he left all his tools behind. And everyone makes a huge deal about this in the Snap the episode I watched because he would never ever leave his tools. He well, yeah, leave his dog, that's but his he whole would trade. not leave his tools. Yeah, why would he even? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. <laughs> I thought that was so funny. It's I'm a... like, everyone's like, he left Sounds his, like his a... tools, and we know something's wrong. It's because like a country song. <laughs> yeah,
0: he left his tools. <laughs> he, left he left his, his, his dog <laughs> in his trailer.
1: So, on January 1st of 2014, they file a missing persons report with Detective Eric Henderson. And at this point, he hadn't been heard from by family since since September. And so, they were pretty worried about it. (laughs) So, Detective Eric, Eric and his crew go out to the farm. And the farm is cluttered. Like, there's shit everywhere. There's vehicles everywhere. There's just scraps of metal, all kinds of shit. Just, I mean, the video of this is insane. There's literally shit everywhere. So is the act-
0: the video is the actual farm? Yes. Oh. I, I saw the sweet. video. It's
1: crazy. And so they start talking to Susan about Robert's disappearance, and she's very nice and cheerful and wants to help and um, says that, you know, Robert became really depressed because... After about six months on the farm, he received a phone call saying that a family member was assaulted. And so he started... This was really upsetting to him. I don't know if it was, like, his daughter, one of his daughters, or who it was. They don't go into detail. But Hmm. he starts drinking heavily, and he, like, wants to get revenge on this person. And so she tells them that on September 9th of 2013, she approached Robert about his drinking, and... They talk, and he hands her money and says, can you take care of my dog? I'm going to be gone for a while. And she assumes that he's, like, leaving to find whoever this person is that's Mm -hmm. attacked his family member. Right. And she's like, yeah, he left in a white car, but I don't know anything else. Like, I don't know a license plate. I don't know a make or model. That's the last time I ever saw him. Which is very weird. I mean, you'd be like, hmm. Yeah. So... Law enforcement is kind of like looking around the farm and they're like, wow, that's a big pig pen.
0: Oh, God. (laughs) bros. Oh, God. Don't fucking go here. Ew.
1: And Susan says, oh, yeah, I'm in the process of trying to get a government grant for research on how pigs consume human bodies. Oh, no. Stop. And she's like, ha, ha, ha. Just joking. Ew. That's just a joke. (laughs) And they're like, uh, okay." Oh, my God. Something's going on here. Ew. And so law enforcement asks if they can look around the property a little and, and Susan's like, well, you really need a warrant for that, you know. I've threatened to kill everybody and feed them to my pigs, but um, the thing is, pigs pigs wouldn't eat you but, you know, it's not going to be good for them. Pigs would eat you, but it's not going to be good for them. Like, very random, they're, and they're like, okay, like she spontaneously said that, and they're like, um... That's weird, okay. Yeah, because that's, you know,
0: typically that's what happens.
1: We right. About
0: how the pigs are going to eat everybody.
1: <laughs> so they head back to the sta- station to see, like, if they can talk to his kids and find out maybe a little more about Robert. And his kids say, you know, he doesn't have any kind of credit cards or bank accounts, but he does have an EBT card. And oh, okay. I assume everybody knows what an EBT card is, right?
0: Uh, so a lot but, of people probably don't know. So cause... an EBT
1: card is basically money you get to buy food from like the government.
0: It's food stamps, but food now stamps. instead of getting right. the actual, like, paper, food, paper money, you, you, you get, get a card. A, like a debit card. right? And so
1: the detectives call up the state agency that handles EBT cards and they tell them that the card was, they the state agency tells the detectives that the card was last used in December at a Walmart about 30 minutes away from Susan's house. And so detectives... Are like okay, you know this is probably just a big misunderstanding. Robert's probably out there and used his, the card, right? Right. And he just doesn't realize because he was kind of like a nomad, like he just didn't really communicate with people. Right. They're like, okay, maybe he did just get mad and left, and yeah,
0: but he wouldn't. He would have brought
1: his tools, Rose. That's true. I mean, because he has to work. Left his dog. Brought his, his tools.
0: tools. I mean, he could have left his dog if he went to a place where, you know, his dog wouldn't get along with the other thing. But he's not going to leave his tools, Rose.
1: <sighs> I mean, that was made clear to me in this episode. He would not have
0: left his tools.
1: <laughs> so they drive the 30 minutes to the Walmart and ask to see videos, thinking they're just going to see Robert and they're going to close the case and move on.
0: Wait, let me guess. The cameras are broken. <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, it's Walmart. They're pretty good. Oh, okay. <laughs> But they
1: don't see Robert. They see (gasps) Susan Monica at Walmart using Robert's EBT card. Mm,
0: You creep.
1: Surprise, surprise. So on January 10th, 2014, they get a search warrant for Susan's property. And Detective Eric is like, hey, Susan, you know, we caught you on video using Robert's EBT card. What's up with that? And she's like very nervous and like. Oh yeah, he just gave that to me before he left so I could buy some food and beer,
0: but it recently expired so I haven't been using it lately. Uh, FYI, you can't buy beer with an EBT card. Go ahead, keep going.
1: Oh, I didn't know that.
0: Yeah, you absolutely can't.
1: Well, she's a liar and a lot of Unless the cashier
0: rings it up as like groceries, you can't buy beer.
1: I guess that makes sense, but that's what she said. I'm just, I
0: just I just know from a friend. <laughs> 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 Friend told <you>. <laughs> <laughs> So
1: the detectives start to look around her property for Robert's possessions. There is stuff everywhere—piles of garbage and buckets. So the video in the video, they're like in this half-built barn. It's huge, like really, really tall and just huge. But it's mm-hmm. like half-built. Like there's roof over half of it. Oh my god! It's very strange and there is there are like buckets with with what looks like old food and like bones and i don't know i mean it's kind of grainy so that Gross. might not be what it was Stop. but it's so disgusting and there is like farm equipment hay does food it smell? trash is it smell-y?
0: i guess it does smell cuz even if you're like yeah, and if they you're they on say, the up and up a pig pen smells they
1: say it looks like i mean it smells like decay like her entire farm smells like decay. Ugh. And so there's no running water, there's no electricity.
0: Even in her house? And so I don't
1: think she has a house. Because in this in this barn there's like a bed. And I think that's where she sleeps. Ew. So I don't think like I think she had him coming there to build a house. And the other thing is Oh, that's
0: right. Yeah, this right. is
1: 2013. She bought that farm and 1991. So has she been sleeping in the barn for the whole time?
0: Ew, Rose. I know. That's so gross. And it,
1: I mean, it's gross. Like, even to the... Like, there's a path to the bed. Like, that's how... Hoarders. That's how hoarders. Yeah. yeah. How much she is a hoarder. It's disgusting.
0: Mm.
1: So they they walk around, like, every square inch of the property to film. And so Detective is... Detective Eric is, like, in another location talking to Susan. And Sergeant Nathan Sickler is filming. And as he's, like, walking around the property, he comes to a catchment pond. And oh, a catchment pond, I guess it's, like, the way it looked in the video is, like, it's, like, an old pond that's empty. Where she bathed. <laughs> she, used she didn't up do much the- bathing because there's no water she in She used it. up all the water. <laughs> <laughs> I assume that's what... A catchment pond is. I don't know. That's what it looked like. Just an old pond that didn't have any water in it. Oh, okay. And he suddenly sees what looks like a leg on the ground.
0: Oh no!
1: <laughs> and so the leg looks to be severed near like the femur, and then you can see all the way down to the toes. And so it
0: still this... has the has skin on it.
1: Yeah, I think so. Stop it. So Eric is still like in this the is other... January. This is January. Yeah, I think. 10th. Okay. Okay. And so Eric is, like, in another area, still interviewing Susan, and one of the sergeants comes up to him, or one of the detectives comes up to him and is like, hey, I gotta talk to you real quick, and he whispers to him, like, we just found a leg. And so Eric tries to not show any emotion, he's like, hey, Susan, why don't we go back to the police station and maybe we can talk a little more, you know, get comfortable.
0: (laughs) Where we don't have bodies amongst us because they're like i think we're gonna
1: arrest you soon so at the police station they're like so susan um guess what we found on your property and she finally breaks down and confesses and she's like okay one day i went out and found robert in the pig pen half eaten by the pigs and his guts were all over the place but he was still alive so i went back into my house and got my rifle and came out and shot him in the head to end his suffering because he was moaning and moving his arms and pigs I just... don't eat people alive Rose. pigs do not eat people alive <laughs> so i just wanted to you know put him out of his misery because i'm a kind person well bless her heart i know she's very very sweet and so she's like then i just went back in my house and Oh no! I went to feed the um, other animals on the farm. I right, just
0: stopped. I just shot him in the head, and then yeah, we fed the like, horses. Went
1: and, went and fed the other animals, and um, a couple of days later, I came back, and the pigs had eaten him all. So I just picked up his clothes and what little remains there was, and, and burned them in my burn pit.
0: Not really, because you found his, we found his leg. Right. I mean, we found his leg. So you, you didn't burn it.
1: She tells all kinds of stories. You can't, oh like, believe anything she says. So then, she's, she like... She seems,
0: like, trustworthy, though.
1: But I have to tell you something else. Oh, no. There's something worse on my property. Oh, no. So she draws a map... Oh, no. ...of her property and draws an X behind the barn and says, that's where you'll find Steve. <laughs> Who the fuck is Steve? <laughs> so, Stefan... She called him Steve. His name is Stefan. Um. Della Sino. I dated a guy named Did you? Mm -hmm. That's a cute name. I really like it. Um, Was another handyman that worked for Susan on her farm. And in December of 2012, so exactly one year before his kids showed up on her farm, before Robert's kids showed up on her farm, she noticed that two of her guns were missing. And so she confronted Stefan and things got heated. So there was a tussle and he was shot in the back of the head. But she really liked him, and it, she was really distraught. So she went into the house to lay down and think about things. And when she came out, the pigs had started eating him. Oh, my God, those pigs! <laughs> They're heathens! And so she was like, okay, I'll just leave All him there. my friends are heathens, take <laughs> <laughs> Is that what they said? I didn't know that was the words. That's,
0: that that's the song. words I know. <laughs>
1: And so she just lets the pigs have him. And then two weeks later, she buried what was left of him behind her barn.
0: Oh, my God.
1: And I'm like, how did the pigs get him? Like, did you shoot him in the pig pen? You would have had to have dragged him into the pig pen, right? I mean...
0: Yeah, the pigs... You know, know, pigs are pretty smart. They could have went and got the gun, (laughs) shot him, and then ate him. Dragged him into the pig pen and then ate him. They could have been like... Yo, yo, Stefan, come over here. I got something to show you. Because <laughs> pigs are pretty smart like that. <laughs> I can see him over there, like, you know, with a, like, with a fedora on, smoking a cigarette, leaning against the bar. <laughs> Hold the cigarette in his hoof. <laughs> yo, Stefan, come on over here. Come on over
1: here. Come on over here. I got something to show you. I
0: got something to show you. Do you like these concrete boots? These concrete boots. (laughs) So
1: Eric is like, Susan, are we going to find anything else on your property? Have you done this to anyone else? And she's like, well, I'm not going to tell you about the 17 others because I really don't want to spend the rest of my life in jail. (laughs) And so (laughs) she's arrested and thrown in jail. 17? Is she kidding? I... I mean, who knows? She's crazy. Oh, I mean.
0: my God.
1: She's one of the batshit crazy ones. How fat ones. are
0: the pigs, for fuck's sake? I
1: know. They they were pretty big. And that pig pen was huge. Oh. So it makes you wonder, like, did she move out there for that reason? So she could just, like, have, oh, my Because of the thing God. of saying, like, oh, I'm trying to get the government to research how he, pigs are eating humans. eating humans.
0: I just feel like Trump wasn't president then, so nobody would have believed that. See, Trump's the only one that would believe that.
1: <laughs> well, they're still crazy people. He just brought
0: them out of the woodwork. Yeah. 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 They sure did. I feel like he'd have been, I think this is a tremendous idea. <laughs> <laughs> and then the pig leaning up against the barn with the Trump Trump hair on. We're going to cut Social Smoking Security
1: cigarette. and fund
0: this. <laughs> <laughs> this is a tremendous idea. <laughs>
1: It, it's was in a political podcast it was line. huge. It was huge.
0: All right, I'll make fun of Biden too. I have no problem with that either. Yeah. I know you will. The pig going up the stairs, trip fall, trip fall, <laughs> trip fall. Don't be mean, you old man. I know. I'm just, you know, I'm just trying to keep it even, Rose. <laughs> so, so you want
1: everybody to hate us?
0: <laughs> so. Pretty much. Everyone hates us the same on both sides.
1: <laughs> so. They continue to search the farm, and they find the remainder of Robert's body in black garbage bags in her barn. His head was in one bag, and the rest of his body was in another bag. That's a waste of bags. Which is crazy to me, because I'm like, didn't she say that she let the pigs eat him? How much did they eat? Maybe it's just his bones? Well, they
0: probably didn't want to eat a whole lot of him. I mean, they're not going to eat his whole body. They're not pigs. (laughs) 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 <laughs> i'm here all week <laughs> 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 no but i mean i i can imagine they wouldn't eat him all at once so she had to like feed him like a little bit at a time i can't imagine well they she would...
1: just left him in the pig pen <sighs> no she didn't she put him in bags well she did eventually apparently they were
0: like And we want... there's a leg over in the we Tide want something pond.
1: else <laughs> we don't want this fucking man and anymore like, can you go
0: some corn we're tired <laughs> of this flesh can we get a cigarette we're so pretty, pretty full
1: can you imagine walking out there like oh my god lady so, they end up digging 136 holes on our property looking for other victims. Oh,
0: my God. I thought you were saying
1: 136 bodies. Oh, <laughs> no. <I was> like... <laughs> so, um, they don't find any bodies, but in the barn, they do find a ton of items that belong to other people that they think might have been, like, trophies. So, they don't know. I mean, they find 400 bones on her property, but they're all determined to be animal bones. And they tracked down everyone they that they know of who has ever lived there, and they're all still alive. So they don't know. Like, the 17-people thing was just a joke. I think it was, like, this... Susan is very, like, she jokes a lot. So maybe it
0: was a joke. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah, She's she, real funny. She's
1: real hilarious. Or she thinks she's funny.
0: Yeah, I don't think she's very funny.
1: I mean, if you're joking to the cops about, like, oh, yeah, I wanted to do some research on...
0: You know. Yeah, that's not something funny you talk to the cops about. Right. Sorry.
1: So she clearly was not good at reading people. She... So, Susan goes to court, and she represents herself. Oh, no. Along, but she does it along with her attorney, which I didn't know you could do. Like, she, I guess... Assist him? or Assist like him. Second... Like, she does some of the questioning and stuff, I guess, when she wants to. And I have to say, okay, look up Susan Monica. Look her up on your computer. Oh, okay. Look up a picture of her. Okay. And you will see how nice she looks in court compared to what she looked like before and after the trial. She cleaned up so well. I was so impressed. It. I had to check multiple sources because I didn't believe it was actually her picture. Oh, really?
0: Let me look at images. I was like, that can't be her. That has to be her. That looks like minutes. an SNL character. Are you kidding me? That... That is absolutely. It looks just like the what's her name. This looks like a what's her name from uh, um Carol Burnett, Vicki. That
1: that's the picture of her, and that's her in court. But look at the pictures of her before
0: court. It looks she literally looks like Vicky Lawrence. That's her name. The before pictures. (gasps) What she had surgery. I mean, this is her she, before. That's what I'm telling you. That's not the same person. That's what I don't understand. How does it look? But all the websites say that that's her. Stop it. She fed people to her pigs.
1: Why does she look so different? Like she lost a
0: bunch of weight and changed completely. She got a hand in. Is this her now? Oh, her obituary. Why is she outside with gray hair? Did she get out of jail?
1: No, that's not her.
0: That's not her? I don't think so. She's still in jail. It's that she has a crooked smile, though, just like the other one. I don't think so. Yeah, her her. mouth is very crooked. But she looks like she totally... I mean, obviously, I can't see anything because my contacts are blurry. Thanks, my optometrist. And I can't see a whole lot, but I... Yeah, but... I definitely. And then look at her without her hair, like without a wig on. Without her
1: hair? What are you talking about? Because <laughs> she was bald. Those are all wigs.
0: <gasps> Stop it! I know it's like <gasps> that's a <gasps> that's her. I thought that was a man. It, it. Well, that's her right there. Yes. Stop. That's what she actually looks like. I thought that was like the guy she killed. That's no, those pictures no, were. No, no, that's her. All my friends are heathens. Take it! <laughs> <laughs> oh my god!
1: I know. So you guys have to look at pictures of her. It's it's crazy. She's oh my god! Look at her. She hair. looks like a different person in every picture. She absolutely. And then does. I watched a video of her, and she obviously has like major mental health issues. Because yes, that's her. That is. That was a I snap. Can't. Why is picture. she bald? Because she has a lot. This looks. That's like- not her hair. That's a wig. Even this picture is yeah, a wig? Yeah, it's a wig. She wore wigs. Who wears a wig working on a farm? Susan. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: okay, if you say so. So she has, like, these outbursts in court where she'll randomly, like, stand up and start talking or answering questions that weren't directed
0: at her. Like this? Looks like she's a first in that picture.
1: I think that was at her um one of her appeals cuz I saw a video of one of her appeals and she
0: Oh my god, I can't wait to go, I can't wait for you to leave so I can watch this.
1: I was like, "Oh my gosh. It, I can't wait. That She is definitely absolutely has Absolutely.
0: the scariest bit of business. Whew! she's scary go. No.
1: So, some of the detectives testify, and they say she was so frustrating to interrogate because she just lied and made up stories constantly. They, like, could not get a straight story out of her. It was, they would get so pissed off.
0: She does seem a little imbalanced.
1: Yes, she's a little imbalanced. And her former cellmate testifies, and she says that, Susan told her that Rob, she killed Robert because he came onto her, and so she shot him and pushed him into the pig pen. Mm. Which I'm like, mm, Robert.
0: I don't know about that.
1: Robert was a good-looking guy.
0: He was. I a, mean, he might have came onto her, but that doesn't mean you. I mean, yeah, shoot I'm him. not
1: saying that he wouldn't come onto her, but I'm just saying I don't. I'm not buying it. That doesn't mean you. Killed not him. buying what she's selling. Yeah. And so on April 21st, 2015, oh, she is found guilty on all counts and gets a 50 year sentence, which for her is basically a life sentence because she's like 67 at this point. Mm. And she's filed a few appeals, but they go nowhere because the judges are like, it's very obvious that you committed these crimes and you need to just fuck off. A buh and a bye. A buh and a bye. A oh, and bye. A and
0: bye. And
1: so the de- detectives do believe that there are more victims. Um, the prosecutor the prosecutor says that this case has impacted him so much that he had nightmares for years.
0: Oh my god. The prosecutor,
1: I, not even the detectives. He's he like I look can't Yeah, and he's like, I can't imagine what they go through. Ew. Um and so I watched an episode of Snap for this and his the Stefan and Robert's kids talk about losing their father and what life has been like for them. And it's just so heartbreaking. I mean, they're just like... So sad. You know, Stefan's daughter is like, I thought he just left because I guess he would leave randomly. And so for years, they didn't even know he was, like, dead. They didn't even know he was they missing. They thought he, they just, thought like he on just, on the, the lam. Yeah. Not on the lam, but just, right. like, like you said, a
0: nomad just right. moving around.
1: And so it's just really sad. They're really... They're just, the daughter looks pretty young. She's probably, like, in her 20s. And That's
0: really sad. It is. It's so sad. Well, especially to know that he... Died like that. I mean, that's just—it's first of all, it's hard enough, but then to know that he died, you know, like that is just even worse, right? Is she? Um, where? Where was this again? This was in Oregon. Oregon, okay. Wilmer, which
1: is kind of fitting, Wilmer, isn't Wilmer yeah. a pig?
0: No, that's Wilbur. Oh yeah, <laughs> no Wilbur's the.
1: Wilbur, yeah, Wilbur's the pig. The the pig. Remember, they were going to kill Wilbur. Yeah.
0: Wilbur's the pig, yeah.
1: yeah. I know that because I've read Charlotte's Web a lot to Charlotte. Yeah. Wilbur. Wilbur.
0: Wilbur. Who's the spider? Charlotte was the spider.
1: So that's our second episode.
0: Oh my God, Rose. That is disgusting. I know, it was. I really wanted to do... It's a good diet episode.
1: I know. <laughs> I wanted to do something, like I just felt in the mood to do something that was kind of...
0: Bat shit crazy. Bat shit crazy, yeah. Amen, sister.
1: And so I did.
0: You sure did. You know, sure Snap is always great. Yeah, I need I yeah, I'm going to have to find this and watch it tonight because I'm now I'm like completely just It's
1: Yeah, you have to see the footage of her. Well, so then farm. I think
0: about so my I always go down a rabbit hole in my brain and I think, so when they found this out, they had to kill the pigs. They couldn't do anything with them. Why? Cuz they can't slaughter them for meat. I mean, I guess they could have just let them live on a farm until they died. Yeah, but they couldn't slaughter them for meat. Well, we'll pretend they went to a farm. They went to a farm just where they lived out with their lives. With <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, I just feel like because that was the first thing I thought of. Oh my god, they're gonna have to kill the pigs. And
1: it's... no, I don't think they killed them. I think they would have gone to like a rescue. Well, a pig rescue. yeah, I mean, they
0: could have gone to a rescue, but they could never be slaughtered. That's for sure.
1: Well, yeah, I mean, I mean, who knows? It is America. They could have done anything. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I'd still eat them. Would you not eat a pig if they ate a person? What?
0: (laughs) Why? I mean, it's not like... No, that's cannibalism, girl. No, it's a pig. No, you can't do that. No, you're not supposed to... They already digested them. So, pigs can eat anything, right? Like, anything? Yeah. Like, if you have pigs, they can eat, like, whatever scraps or whatever, but... An ethical farmer will not, will not feed them pork of any kind because then that's well, cannibalism. It's you no, know I'm saying. But if they're eating human, like no, Fuck, but no, they digest it well before you're care. eating the pig. No, you no. wouldn't even know. I will never eat at your house again,
1: <laughs> ever. That's all we no. have is pigs who are eating humans. No. I don't think you would. You wouldn't even notice. I'm going to feed you one.
0: I will never eat find one, one, one of these pigs. Never. <laughs>
1: But there's at least one still alive.
0: No, no. In Oregon. No. No.
1: I invite you over for some pork chops.
0: All right. We're gonna wrap this up before I sock you right in the nose. <laughs> <laughs> All well, right. Thanks so, for listening. Thanks for listening. Uh catch us on the gram at No Ordinary Women Pod. Pod. And we're going to be on Facebook here soon, getting ready to get that up and running. And we're also going to be on the Twitter. So look us up. And leave us a five-star review. Five-star reviews everywhere you listen, everywhere. Five-star, five-star, five-star. And then apparently if you leave a comment, it gives it it like boosts our rating. So just tell us anything. Tell us how pretty you think we are. Even though you can't see us. But you still know how pretty we are. Just take our word for it. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.